How many of you um, are like me? You realize you can't overthink things. Okay. How many of you, you know, you can't overcomplicate things? And how many of you know sometimes you can have the answers right in front of you and you can be ignoring those things? So maybe you have been or maybe you've not been like me, but lately I've been feeling um, pretty sluggish and tired and, and weary. And, and I tend to believe that's because um, uh, that energy is kind of all around us. And so I tend to believe that most of us, not just people who, who minister to people in the way that I do, but most of us, um, we feel like we've just been tossed to and fro. And we may have different lives, we may have different battles, we may have different challenges, different insecurities. Um, but each of us, I believe most of you, just by you walking into this place, it says to God, God, I want to do it your way. I might not be doing it your way, but I want to do it your way. And I want to, I want to get this life, this short life you give me right. So I'm going to share with you today what God's given me that I think can get you on the right track with your life today. If you got your worship guy there with us, I hope you'll follow along. I got mine here in case the devil even wants to take away technology up here. First thing you need to know is the, it's always the beginning point is you need to ask yourself, are you on the right path? Are you on the right path? You need to be on the right path. How many were depressed like me <clears throat> that all you could watch on TV yesterday for football was Army-Navy? And the fact that nobody decided to even score a touchdown, really, in a real way, until it was overtime. It's kind of like when those um, uh, TV shows or singing shows, I'm sure some of y'all watch those, and, and um, they, they save the best for last. They're like, listen, I'll just keep feeding them all this terrible stuff, and then they'll, they'll hang on. They know something's good. you got to be about to come out. But, you know, you, you, um, you, you, you sometimes you're running the wrong way in your life. Okay, I've actually been a part of a football game where a guy intercepted the ball and ran it the opposite way. Okay, how many of you know that's not good? Okay, all right. And I, in fact, if you ever play in two-hand touch, because that's all any of us should be playing in the backyard, and you intercept a ball and they're throwing it this way, you should be running that way. There's a lot of people expecting God's way, and they aren't walking the right way. They aren't even on the right path. You see, as my, as my youngest son has taught me, even though he's only 12 now, he was telling me when he was eight or nine, he's like, God, Daddy, God has a path for all of us. I'm like, well, keep preaching, son, tell me. He says, God has a path for each of us. And, and, and I had never used that terminology. In fact, the first time I heard it from him was, was he was in a prayer, and he's like, God, and, and, and Lord... I know you have a path for each of us. Put us all on the right path you would have for us. I'm like, it's just that simple. How many of you know that sometimes a child can have easier, clearer faith than an adult? Listen, sometimes we got to go back to God's word because we need to get back to God's plans. And I've told you before, you can't know God's will without God's word. The Bible, it not only tells us how to be prepared for eternity, but how to be prepared for the trials and struggles in this life, but also how to get on the right path, how to be and stay playing on the winning team. Listen, you're all either one of two um, places at all time. You're either on the wrong path or you're on the right path. I've never forgotten a, a dear lady that um, you've, you've heard me quote her before. She'd always say before I'd leave her house, she was in her 90s, 
She said, Pastor, there's a right, there's a wrong, there's an up, there's a down. There's his way and there's your way. I don't know about you, but I'm going his way. And it's always touched my heart because sometimes we just don't realize that it's not just a matter of that we need to slow down or have some priorities or get some things right, but we need to make sure that we're on the right path. How many of you drive? Okay. You drive down the highway. You know what you trust and you hope? You're hoping that the other people are driving on the right lane, aren't you? Amen? And then they're hoping that you, again, that works both ways, they're hoping that you drive in the right lane. Do you know that one out of every 100 car crash fatalities, they're caused by someone driving in the wrong lane? Listen, a lot can happen when you're in the wrong lane. In fact, I want to take that a little deeper and tell you this. When you're in the wrong lane, it not only affects you, but it affects everybody that's connected to your life. It connects everybody who's connected to your life. Scripture tells us in Proverbs 4, 26 to 27, it says, Consider well and watch carefully the path of your feet, and all your ways will be steadfast and sure. Do not turn away to the right nor to the left, where evil may lurk. Turn your foot from the path of evil. Listen, often we may start off on the right track. Maybe when you first came to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you meant it with every fiber within you, Lord, that Jesus, from this point forward, I'm going to live for you. And yet what happens is we go back out there with them. And the crowd and his current pulls us away from taking up our cross each day. Listen, nothing good happens when we're driving in the wrong lane, when we're on the wrong path. And listen, that's not just a matter of, of, of having the right actions. That's having the right attitude. That's having the, the right alignment to God. Listen, if your relationship with God is not going well, your relationship with others won't go well either. Kind of like whenever you stressed. Everybody in the house, listen, maybe you're not like me, but I promise you, if Craig's stressed and you're in the house with me, you know it. In fact, my wife likes to say, you know, this is, we're going to have to have a confession booth, booth sometime. Uh, but my wife likes to say, as Craigie goes, we go. Okay? Maybe you're a Craigie. God help you. From now on, you just need to put on a communication card, hey, in my house, I'm a Craigie. I'll note it. We need to put you at the top of the prayer list. And we'll know, man, if, if you get realigned, man, everybody stays in line. Listen, you can know Jesus. I want you to hear this part. It's something God gave me this week. You can know Jesus and truly believe in Jesus and not be following Jesus. That's why so many people can go to church, but yet not look like anything like Christ. You can know all the right answers, okay? You can be, you can be like most. You know most people I run into in the Southeast? I'm like, you could preach the sermon. You're like, well, I know what I ought to do. And then as soon as you said that, you done convicted yourself. I know what I ought to do. I know how I should think. I know how I should respond. I know how I should, what I should do. Listen, you, you don't want to just have the right answers. You want to be on the right path. It's hard to have God's peace. I want you to hear this part. This should be a motivator for you. It's hard to have God's peace when you aren't in God's path. Because, see, when you have the Spirit of God living within you, when your relationship with God isn't right or you know that your life is not seeking by grace through faith to, to, to walk in accordance to his will, it steals your confidence as a believer. 
might not steal your confidence of being worldly, but it will steal your confidence of peace with God. So you need to be on the right path. If you, if you skip that point, then um, if you already are headed the wrong direction, it won't matter what truth I feed you from this point forward. you got to first decide that, hey, as for me, not just me and my house, but as for me, I will serve the Lord. Jesus, take all of me. My, 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 my devotion is not going to be conditional on what others do or don't do. By the way, in this society, if all you're doing is comparing yourselves to average, it does not take a whole lot to be above average. I tell people, it's easy for me to be above average dad. All I need to do is make sure I talk to my kid one time a year. I've already sorted, gone way above and beyond. Sometimes it's not, it's not hard to, to be above an, an average um, spouse. Just stay. <laughs> okay? We're not trying to, listen, we're not trying to compare ourselves with one another. We're trying to compare ourselves to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we're trying to follow his example. But secondly, you need the right strength. You need the right strength. In order for you to finish right, you know, my, my dad taught me a lot during his cancer battle, but one of the things I kept hearing from him was it's hard to fight when your fight is gone. It's hard to fight when your fight is gone. You got to have something to work with. It's like a dead battery, you know. You, you got to have a little bit of charge. I don't know about you, but the older I get, the older I get, the weaker I feel. In fact, my wife and I, we don't get to get out near as much as, 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 as I would like, and we're trying to change that. And So we went out a few hours on Friday night, and Lord is my witness. I know it had been a little while since we got out, but I'm telling you, all we did was get out and go get something to eat and try to go buy, go buy a shop or something. And, and I'm t- she'll tell you if you really ask her. Tell her you have my permission. Evidently, I'm 180. Okay? I don't care what I look like. I'm telling you, I'm 180. In fact, I'm going to just go ahead and put my glasses right here at the end of my nose. I, I think two things that, that I learned from my dad and my granddad. that you, can't put your, you cannot put your glasses on the end of your nose, and you can't wear one of those little short caps till you're at least 60-something, according to my granddad at one time. But, you know, many of us, we start out life thinking and feeling like we're invincible. And then life introduces us to ourselves. Adversity introduces us to ourselves. And and so we run into things that are bigger than us that take more than we have to give and certainly more than we feel like giving. And if you're you're going to do anything great and if you're going to continue to move forward and not just be average, you're you're going to need a strength that's, that's new level strength that is strength beyond just what everybody can get here or there. 1 Corinthians 16, 11 says, Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually, longing to be in his presence. Now, I want you to look at that scripture and understand that every time you feel weak is just a reflection of how much you need to be on your knees. It's been said, if you see me on my knees, it's not just because I'm weak, but I'm getting stronger. So you see, that it, it's, it may be a sign of weakness, okay? If that's a sign of weakness, definitely consider me weak. But it's also the next right step towards strength. But notice it says right there, seek his face continually. How often will we plug in today and be unplugged the rest of the week? 
We will seek him intently right now, but later, where's that dependency? Sadly, it often takes a, a breakdown to get us down. Would you agree? It takes a breakdown. It takes us running into something where we're like, Whew, I, can't, I can't handle anymore. God never asks you to handle everything. He never asks you to handle everything. Just like he said, it's not your job to figure out everything. You've got to trust that he's got a plan and, and, and that he's working things out. Same thing with handling things. God never said, do not misquote God's word and say, well, God won't put on you more than you can handle. No, he won't put on you more than he can handle. And that's why it's so important, too, that we're on the right path because if we put on ourselves what God didn't mean to be put on us, we're going to be carrying a load that's more than what God expected us to carry. Sometimes you just got to make that exchange. I mean, sometimes this is what I do. I, I literally touch both shoulders, and I'm like, God, take this, 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 and this, and, and take it off my, my, my shoulders. Uh, in, in fact, oftentimes when I start having um, some inflammation, in my shoulders, which I have right here on the left. Some of you guys who are real good were working that out. You can see me right after the service. Though, you know what that does? It's, it's indicators a lot of times. You're not stressed, you're stressed. Okay? We in Colleton County. You know what I'm talking about? There's a difference between, hey, this is getting on my nerves versus I've had about just as much as I can take. And that's when you know you got to get to the well. You got to get to the well. And I hope you're all right today. Um, God's kind of led me to meddling a little bit, okay? To just, to just letting him pipeline through me. So I'm, I'm hoping that you're feeling what God's pouring to me and through me because I'm not, I'm not up here just, just saying, hey, well, this is what I plan to say. You got to be on the right path, and you got to make sure that you're relying on the right strength. Listen to me all the time you're always needing to check yourself before you wreck yourself but thirdly you need the right relationships you need the right relationships now listen every time anytime i get to the middle of a message y'all know my y'all know my aunt debbie little debbie's okay that cream in the middle as i tell you with the with the um oatmeal pies but I don't, really, I don't have any problem with any Little Debbies. You can pick me up every... If you want to pick me up one of every Little Debbie and give it to me for Christmas, I will take it. But, but that sweet spot, that whatever that is in the filling, in the, in the Little Debbie, that's what makes a Little Debbie? That's what makes you go, I love you, Little Debbie. You got to have this one right. This one's, this one's important because it, this, the right relationships will make the difference of whether or not you stay on the right track. Very rarely does anybody, anybody accomplish anything great alone. We all need the, the right relationships in our lives, whether it's family, whether it's friends. And, and I want you to hear this part. Having the wrong people in your life that you don't have to have in your life, I'm saying. Okay, because some of you are like, listen, well, some of them I'm related to. Come to my house. Come to my house, and you'll leave away. You'll be like, my Lord Jesus, we are normal, honey. Okay? If you, if you don't, in fact, I'm going to say this. If you don't fuss over something at least once a week, I'm going to sound just like Jeff Foxworthy, you ain't a redneck. And you're not normal. And guess what else? I'm going to take it even further. That just means you don't talk much to each other. 
But if you talk a lot with each other or enough like we do, you, if you don't have something to fight over, I'll give you something to fight over, okay? Relationships are tough, amen? All right, and you, and you need to understand that, that um, as they say, you can't always choose your family, okay? I'm sure somebody said that about me before. But you can choose your friends. And when you choose your friends, you need to choose them wisely because if you choose the wrong friends, they will take you down. I don't care how much you say, well, hey, this person, I'm going to influence them more than they're going to influence me. If you spend enough time around what I call secondhand smoke, you will smell like a smoker. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, do not be misled. Bad company, it corrupts good character. You can have the best character, the best of intentions. This isn't just truth for young people. I want you to hear me. Some people, we all need to know that. That's the truth for all people. Young, middle age, older age. In fact, what happens? Come on now, some of y'all know this. The older you get, the less you can put up with junk. Amen. See, I got people getting delivered in here. But it is truth, isn't it? And, and, and so sometimes when, we're, when you're younger, we don't, we don't want to stand out, and so we don't want to step out. And, 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 and listen, sometimes you just got to say enough's enough. This relationship, it, it, I'm spending too much of, of my time with the wrong people, listening to the, in the wrong circles. You need, listen, write this down. You need to write friends and, and relationships inside the church and outside the church. You need the right relationships inside the church and outside the church. Um, it's been said before, I think, um, you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. And while that's not altogether absolutely uh, the truth on all fronts, it, it is very influential. Wouldn't you agree? The company that you keep constantly will, will either uh, spur you on. It's like during COVID. Whoever you hung out with the most, we could tell by what you posted and what you said. Listen, having the right friends and the right family in your circle, it can take you further than you could ever go yourself. And by the way, you are blessed if you found at least one person who loves you despite you and who will speak the truth to you no matter what who truly has your best interest, who has God's best interest in mind for you. Proverbs 27, 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Listen, we need the right relationships. Make sure you have that down both inside and outside the church. Don't let the devil get you out there as well as don't, make, don't leave here without trying to find someone that can know who you are and hold you accountable. People don't like this word, by the way, accountability. We all need it. But fourthly, you need the right boundaries. We need the right boundaries. Anyone who doesn't have the right boundaries is easy prey for the devil. First of all, all he does is have to keep you busy because you'll be so busy doing your, your will that you won't seek his will. Now, I do believe we have a huge problem in society. We're, we're too busy. Okay, I can tell you this much. One thing both me and my wife are very much unified on. We're not looking to just be busy. We can't stand it. All glory and power to anybody who likes to go seven days a week, morning, day, and night. And by the way, if you're younger, eventually you won't do that. Okay, eventually. You'll be, it'll be Friday night, you're at home, you're like, babe, isn't it so good just to be right here with nothing to do? 
You're going, man, I, I just got high mileage on rough, rough roads. Where's the 10W40? Listen, just because you can do something, I want you to hear this part. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. Just because you can say something doesn't mean you should say, say something. And a lot of times in society, um, we don't think it, that this is what we're doing, but we're just following the, the, the herd of cattle. We say, well, man, I'm, I've marched to the beat of my own drum. Well, why do you act like all the rest mostly? Why, it, when you do everything that everybody else is doing but yet expect different results, not only is that insanity, that is following the world's way. And, and oftentimes, is, is, can we too often be still before God? I think that's the hardest part. You wake up in the morning and you go, okay, I need to stop, drop, and pray before I get on my way. But you've got to have the right boundaries. 1 Corinthians 10.23 says, you say I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. You say I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is beneficial. In this run-and-gun society, and especially in the holiday season of busyness, you have to have boundaries. Listen, no one can be intentional for you. In fact, to, to walk out the, the life of Christ, you've got to have discipline. It's just the way it is. You know, many are continuously driving through life without the right boundaries. And listen, sometimes it's not that you're just going to have time for something. You have to make time for something. Anytime that you're running from God, by the way, you're always headed the wrong direction. Everything begins and continues and ends with him. But last but not least, number five, you need the right focus. You need the right focus. Anytime Jesus, this, this is the thing God really made clear to me. Anytime Jesus is not the, the focal point of my thinking, of my actions, of my life, I'm headed off track. Anytime I'm not looking through Jesus' glasses, you know, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus think? Uh, am I giving glory and honor to him? Listen, since Jesus is where we find our perfect example, Jesus is the only perfect person to ever walk planet earth. So it's in Jesus that we find the perfect example. It's in Jesus that we find the strength that we need that the world can't offer. It's in Jesus that we, that we find the right path for our life. And by the way, Jesus said that, that broad is the way that leads to destruction, but narrow is the way that leads to life. So if it seems like Christianity seems too narrow-minded for most, it's because it, it's, it's a narrow path. We're not, we're not trying to just go through the, through the, the wide barrel, but, but through the, the narrow way. Jesus, he shows us how to have boundaries, how to have priorities, and how to live with purpose. And Jesus has to be our constant focus of our life. Every time we take our eyes off Jesus, our faith begins to sink because our faith begins to be placed in other people or other things. Or even we look in the mirror and we become our own Jesus. I need to trust Jesus. I need to follow Jesus in my everyday life. Hebrews 3, 1 through 2 says, Therefore, holy brothers and sisters, that's every child of God here, who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus, whom we acknowledge as our apostle and our high priest. He was faithful to the one who appointed him. Listen, it is through following Jesus that we stay on the right path. If you do nothing else in your Christian life but keep saying, Jesus, take over my life. Jesus, be the, the example I follow. Jesus, be the person that I lean on. It's going to get you where God wants you to go. 
We all say in this season, Jesus is the reason for the season. But the truth is, Jesus is the reason for the season if you're a Christ follower, period. Anytime our eyes uh, are off of Jesus, it takes us off track. It takes us to a place to where we start really, really running into our insecurities. In fact, it's what brought me back to this message today. Listen, I have insecurities from the floor all the way up to the ceiling. Because as I said, you know, um, if, you, if, you, if you allow yourself to be vulnerable enough, people will see your scars. People will see your imperfection. People will see your struggles. People will see that you don't have it all figured out. And I, I, I've, I, I tell you, you know, you really do in order to get where Christ would have you to get. You have to be okay with not being okay. You have to say, hey, you know what? Well, the only thing that matters is am I following Jesus? Have I believed in Jesus? That's the first thing. Am I trusting Jesus? Am I following Jesus? Anytime we're not focused on Jesus, our faith begins to sink. Our confidence begins to get lower and lower and lower. Life begins to be more frustrating because we forget, listen, this life isn't our home. See, Jesus knew he was just passing through. Jesus only lived 33 years. His main ministry only lasted three years. Jesus knew this world was not his home. He was headed to his home, and we're all headed to our home. But while we're passing through, Jesus has left us here so that we could be his ambassadors. Today, I ask you this. Are you on the right path? And if you're not, are you willing to get on your knees and say, God, please forgive me. Please come back and take over my life. Are you relying on the right strength? Or have you done what all of us can be guilty of, of putting things back on your shoulders? Are you, um, are you engaging in the right relationships? Some of you, there's somebody here today that, that maybe you've already talked to before, or maybe you never talked to, that you need to, to connect with. There's some people out there in your regular everyday life you need to quit connecting with. You might just be in a, and by the way, I often find if I'm in a real, real difficult season where like every inch matters, I can only so many people, only certain people sometimes can be in my close circle because it, because it just matters that much. Are you living with the right boundaries? What needs to go and what needs to stay in your life? And today, are you, are you keeping your eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith, the example that you're to follow, the strength by day, by night. Would you bow your heads with me today? Dear Heavenly Father, God, Lord, you tell us to come to you, to trust in you, to lean in you, and nothing else. Lord, you tell us to come to you, all of us who are weary and heavy burdened, that you will give us rest. Lord, not just rest physically, but Lord, soul rest. God, may today we all choose to put our little hand in your big hand. Lord, may today, may we all choose to get on the right path that you would have for us to go. Lord, strengthen us in our weakness. Guide us in our misunderstanding. Give us faith in you, even when we don't have faith in us. God, have your way in this place and in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. This altar is open.